Start your journey with master coach, clinical counselor, and Ayurvedic practitioner, Paris Mogtatter, to uncover new layers of your life. Together, we'll break the social conditioning that holds you back, giving you a way to improve physical health, greater emotional stability, and strengthen connections both within yourself and others. Unlock clarity on what you want in all five realms, body, mind, emotions, and spiritual alignment, plus a special connection to source for an extra sparkle. So don't hold yourself back any longer when it's time for transformation from unsure self-doubter into confident game changer. Let's get started today. Welcome to this episode of the podcast uh, where I have a beautiful friend and wonderful nutritionist and dietitian, Stephanie Paver RD. Stephanie is an award winning dietitian, functional nutritionist, clinician, and fertility and hormone specialist. She has devoted her life to medicine around women's health. So I am super delighted that she has come to the Ayurvedic Therapist podcast because I think that a lot of the problems that us women have, especially later on in life, comes around slowing down, comes around having permission to take care of ourselves. And it's really nice to get kind of her perspective on this because she is a clinician and she is a functional nutritionist. And combine that with, you know, all the information that I usually give you brings the two different but very similar perspective. So I'm really excited for you to listen to our chat. Let's dive in. Okay. Well, hello, Stephanie. Thank you so much for being here and doing this. I know that, um, uh, you know, common friends and the place that we live now has brought us together. And I'm really excited to learn more about uh, menstruation and the bleeding time of month and all your wisdom about women's health today. Uh, But I was going to start our conversation um, by asking you about something that came up when we did our live together. And that was, you know, you said so beautifully, uh, women, we're basically giving you permission to pause. And it just hit me, like it just hit home for me. And being, you know, being a mother of two small children, being in a relationship and, and also running my own business, I have to constantly catch myself to not go overboard and stay within my limits. And I see this in so many women, so many women and so many Mm -hmm. of my clients that have such big hearts and beautiful 
spirits and they just, you know, we're givers as women. We we're mm -hmm. nurturers. That's just who we are. And, and when sometimes we give it all mm -hmm. and I see that I see women come to me, to be honest, when they've given it all and they've mm -hmm. hit rock mm -hmm. bottom mm -hmm. and it has either manifested as, you know, them really having low energy or not understanding what's happening or they're just tired and they're like, what about me? Like, who's mm -hmm. going to take care of me? And they've finally come to that realization mm -hmm. um, or their mothers and they have nurtured their children. And, and now they're like, okay, maybe it's, it's time I nurture myself. And it's such a beautiful moment when they realize that, wait a second, I can just nurture myself. And one of the reasons I had to move myself literally, because I'm very, uh, the environment really affects me. And I figured out that I'm just so much happier in the jungle. Mm -hmm. So like I literally had to move my family to this place so that I can feel like, okay, oh my mm -hmm. God, I can breathe. I can go for a walk on the beach in between my meetings or when I drop the kids off, they have a great lifestyle and I have a great lifestyle. And, and then I started seeing the parents every day on the beach, you know, and they're like running or jogging mm -hmm. or doing, you know, doing your, their yoga on the beach or having smoothies after it. And I'm, I'm like, oh my God, this is what I could feel. You know, I could feel that you are, parents are allowing themselves, women specifically are allowing themselves to pause and to nurture themselves. It's like, it's not that they're not giving to their children, they're nurturing and taking care of their children more than we could ever imagine, but they're also filling up their own cup. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, mm -hmm. especially in, you know, North America and the West, it's like our society, it's like as women, we need permission to stop. Like, mm -hmm. what is it like, mm -hmm. what is it about our society that, um, makes us feel we need to like be it all and give it all. And a good mom is a person who has mm -hmm. emptied themselves basically mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah. given all of themselves to their children. And so I wonder if we can start by getting your input on, on that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Press. I, thank you for having me here. This is one of the, my favorite conversations to have. And so thank you for um, allowing us to bring this conversation to women. And thanks for sharing a little bit about your background. First, you know, to that, what I want to say is you made a change. I don't know where you were before you came to the jungle, but this change that you made, which sounds like it was this realization of what you needed in order to feel good in your body and to be able to serve your community and your family and, and your clients and your children. Kudos to you because a lot of people don't make these types of changes out of fear. And so fear is something that dictates most of our lives. And we're afraid to do the thing that our soul or our heart is calling for because we, what happens if, you know, on the other side of that, it's the wrong decision or what are my parents going to think? Or what if, what are the, about the kids? Or 
whatever the billion excuses are, most people are afraid to take these big change to make these big changes for themselves. So kudos to that. And as it relates to the bigger conversation around women really operating from an empty cup, it comes down to, you know, in the work that I do with women's health, what I like to say is that dis-ease is a byproduct of the patriarchy. And the more I've been in this world, the more of this work I'm doing, and I see, you know, specific medical conditions or women with period problems, no periods, it's just so obvious to me that we have this collective mentality that we have to just drive and go and produce and accomplish and perform. And I say, to what end? You know, like we, it's a very masculinized, driven patriarchal society. That's what that is. And in that, in that vein, what happens is that we have lost what it means to pause. We have lost what it means to rest and relax because if we're not being productive, we either feel like we're getting behind. We feel like we are, um, we have shame and guilt around that. We feel like we're doing something wrong. And I think a large part of this has to do with just societal conditioning, familial conditioning. Um, I know, you know, I have eight friends that are of the Asian descent and I know in certain cultures that even kind of patriarchal masculine, you have to accomplish and do and have this certain status. It's even kind of stronger in like certain cultures. So I think that we are just so wrapped up in this, this conditioning, this programming that's so deep and embedded in us that we don't even stop to think about it or see it for what it is or to say, you know what, I choose to do things differently. And so that's what this conversation I believe today is about is that we are here to say you are able to write your own rules. You are able to do things differently. You are able to take a pause and play and rest and do the things that do bring you joy and fill you up. And on that note, something that my coach has told me and that and something that I choose to live by is you, you know, we all know the saying you can't pour from an empty cup. And what tends to happen as women is we give, 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 we empty our cup, and then maybe we do something that kind of fills it a little bit. Maybe we meet up with a girlfriend or we have a weekend and we fill our cup. But then we end up going through this kind of almost roller coaster, if you will, of like emptying the cup, being drained, you know, operating on empty, and then we kind of fill it a little bit. And what happens if we can take that metaphor and turn it around and say, what would it be like if I poured from an overflowing cup every single day of my life? What would it what would it look like if I poured into myself so that I can serve my community with vibrancy and radiance and energy and show up being my full self? And in order for us to do that, we have to put ourselves first. And women are so afraid to do that because it feels selfish because and then the, some of the deeper stuff because underneath a lot of the doing and achieving and showing up for people, there's again, fear, fear of not being fully accepted, fear of not being loved, fear of not being good enough. And so there's this, these kind of deeper layers that are, I think, uh, kind of perpetuating this need to go, 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 do, 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 drive, 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 and never take a rest. So we are here today to tell women that 
you're able to do it differently. You know, we want you, we need you in your fullest, most radiant self. And so we are allowed to wake up and go to the beach and, you know, have a morning in whatever way that works for you, for those of you who, you know, have children and have a bazillion different types of obligations like you do. But how beautiful would it be if we can figure out ways to build it into our day, our own self-care, because no one else is going to do it for us. Your health, your wellness, your vitality, it's your biggest asset and you're the one who's responsible for it. No one else is going to give you, they're not going to give it to you. And so that's where, you know, we, you and I do the work that we do to help women to really start to do things differently so that they can feel happy and whole and, and, and good, you know? Oh my gosh. I love so many of the things that you said, but so that we can really become clear and not forget, I want to repeat what you just said, which is no one is coming. Like, Hey, no one is coming. It's just you. You are your own responsibility. What happens if you empty your cup so much that you get sick, you know, or you have no energy? Who's coming to give you that energy? That is your own responsibility also, right? So, um, So just starting today, if today is the day where you're like, you know what, I'm going to take a breath and I'm going to figure out what I need. I always ask myself if I like anytime if I'm not feeling joy or happiness or aligned and uh, lower feelings are coming up, I, I say, okay, let's pause and see what is the need behind this? What do I need right now? What do I need right now? And well, I just, yeah, go ahead. Well, I think a really big part of that is that most women don't know. Most yes. women don't actually know. And I think it's not until they get to a place of dis-ease, medical conditions, they're flat on their back, they're, you know, they're completely not able to operate in the world as they used to. And they're like, something's wrong or whatever the case is that brings them to you and I, it's usually not until then that women start to say like, okay, this isn't working. I have to do something differently or, or I'm unwell and I need to get well. But before, instead of getting to that point, What we're asking women and what we're offering women is an opportunity. What we're inviting women to do is take an opportunity to build the pauses into their daily life. And what that means is actually taking time to spend time with yourself. Because at the crux of all of it, at the end of the day, what it all boils down to is we actually don't spend time getting to know ourselves, getting to be in our own energy, know how to replete our own own energy and come into coherence with all of our chakra systems. We don't know what we need. And then this is why we often then to deal with other things such as like maybe mindless eating. And then some of the things that, you know, you and I are, you know, probably working with that people are doing the, the, the doom scrolling, right. It's all of these built in distractors in our lives. And that's because what are we distracting from? We're distracting from feeling a feeling we don't want to feel. We're distracting from spending time with ourselves. We're distracting from just like being and like doing nothing. And so like, that's a whole kind of another subset of, of this conversation, but really what it, what it takes and what it requires is our commitment to ourselves to be alone, 
to spend time in our own energy, to maybe journal, to take a bath, to spend time like just doing things you enjoy. And so many women don't know what those things are. So what do you do for fun? What fills your cup, you know? Um, And if you don't know, it's okay. Start to ask yourself that question. Or when you start to feel your energy, like you said, a little bit like out of sorts, start to kind of take a pause and be like, okay, I'm feeling ungrounded, uncentered. Like I need something. I'm not sure what it is, but let me just take a moment. And so we can come in and just start asking the questions and it might be taking a walk or um, just doing a few minutes of deep breathing, like lighting a candle, you know, it doesn't have to be really extreme, strange modalities. It's just you allowing yourself to take a few minutes with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And, you know, as you um, do that more and more, you get to know yourself more and more. Mm-hmm. And it's so true where we, a lot of women don't know what they need. And sometimes even women like us who work, have worked on so much work, like I've mm-hmm. been doing this work for 20 plus years, but I still have weekends or days where I'm with the kids and they're driving me crazy. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I feel so ungrounded. And wouldn't it be nice to reach for a glass of wine? And I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, why? Let me just pause. Let me realign and ground myself and see what other tools I have, you know? And you're right. Like, we, it's all about understanding who you are and having the tools. Literally, yeah. the women who work with me, we, we call it the toolbox. Mm-hmm. As they come to the sessions every week, they gather all these toolboxes. And then by the end of it, you know, if they have an issue, I say, which toolbox are you going to use? And they're like, oh yeah, I can use this and I can use that. And insight comes. And so lighting a candle, having a cup of tea. Like I, I know that for me, like the herbal teas that are really strong and beautiful, like Tulsi, uh, Brahmi tea, um, all of these Ayurvedic teas have really helped me, my mind calm down, helped ground me, or just mm-hmm. going for a, a little walk around the block. Like it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be a big thing, mm-hmm. but just yeah. know what your body needs, know what your not, mind needs to come back to alignment and find that sense of groundedness. So that pause for yourself, you're not, you're not, <laughs> sometimes I feel like women, Uh, think they're machines and they always have to go and they always have to have energy if their energy crashes then there's something wrong yeah but we are we are human beings we are nature right nature doesn't have the same amount of energy all the time it goes up it goes down the sun comes up goes down and so so does everything all the different systems within our body and so understanding and recognizing your who you truly are and the constitutional work in Ayurveda that's what we do like figuring out what your doshas are figuring out what your gunas of the mind are and Mm. meeting yourself where you are so that you can get more of that wise information within yourself it's not like Stephanie and I are here to support you because we all you know we all need support human beings were born to have teachers and gurus and leaders and and supporters and friends we're not here to do things on our own but the wisdom and the light is within you and you're gonna start seeing it 
if you take this pause. Because, yeah. you know, did, didn't Albert Einstein say something like, you know, I think and think and think and nothing comes to me and I stop mm. and breathe and everything comes to me. And yeah. so, so it's like that. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It's in the non-doing. It's in the non-doing. And that's what really the work that I think you and I do is all about. It's in allowing women the permission to be in the non-doing, which is the feminine. And so I'm sure you talk a lot about energies, but this is, you know, really the difference in the masculine and the feminine, which again, the masculine is the drive, the penetration, the go, it's the pursuit. The feminine is the, is the non-doing, it's the receiving, it's letting things come and, you know, the women that I work with, I don't know about you, but, um, you know, they're this very type A. And again, it's this, there's such, there's a very, you know, we all have these two energies within us, but many of the women that I serve, they have more of a masculine energy, right? And so the non-doing is very difficult. It's very difficult. It's a difficult concept to wrap our heads around and it's difficult to be in the non-doing. Yeah, it's it's so difficult. Mm -hmm. But to your point, this is where the insights come. And as women, I mean, as humans, we're all intuitive. But as women, we actually have an even more special power, if you will, in terms of our intuition. And it's not unless or until we start to allow the quiet time, do the inward journeying, be with ourselves, get to know, you know, our higher self, our spirit, God within the quiet. It's not until then that we can actually come into our full power and and access that full, that full power. Um, And a lot of that comes through the reclaiming of the feminine. Mm -hmm. And a big part of reclaiming the feminine has to do with the menstrual cycle and reclaiming restoring, um, resuming. And again, I don't know for your clients, many of my clients, they have period problems or they don't have periods or they want to get pregnant. So they're infer- have infertility, which I do this because it's not really infertility. Um, you know, and that's another conversation for another day, but in reclaiming of the feminine, it's coming back into respecting and honoring the sacredness of the menstrual cycle. In yeah. My- <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, I mean, imagine that I feel like we've always, even myself, I'm like, oh, this is such an inconvenience for me, you know, and I've really had to work backwards around that Mm. and, and understand why, like in the, in the Ayurvedic book, Charaka Samhita writes, you know, this is the time where the woman has to sit down and feed up and you have to bring beautiful flowers and juices for the woman. And I'm like, oh, dude, you have no idea where we are now. (laughs) And so I had to like rework my way around seeing this time as a sacred time, seeing this time as a time where we can do self-care and surrender and pause. And so I know that you mentioned you work with a lot of women that are A plus type personality and go, go, go. And usually women that I work with, they're really successful. They've been really successful career women or they've built their families, um, and and they're just like always on the go. So what would you, what would be your suggestion for the time of the month, the bleed time um, 
to for these women to see it as an opportunity to surrender for self-care what do you recommend they can maybe one practice that they can start mm -hmm. doing that mm -hmm. can help them pause because you know usually they they giving them some kind of direction would would be helpful yeah thank you for this so first I want to say what we're not saying we're not saying that I, I think people I think there's a there can sometimes be this disconnect so we're coming in, we're asking women to start slowing down, respect the bleed and all of this. But what we're not saying is that you're going to be less successful by doing these things, by slowing down, by reclaiming of the feminine essence, you're not going to be less successful. What we're offering to you is to choose to do things a different way and actually see what happens because what happens is you will be more successful with less energy output, with less um, energy leaks and drainage, right? With le less of less losing yourself. And so I just want to kind of caveat that because I think sometimes it could be heard where we're like, just sit around and do nothing. Like we get that you got, you know, you guys are building families and businesses and you're out there doing things for society. And I think that's beautiful. And so what I would suggest for women is during the bleed and mostly at least the first day. I, my coach, she'll take three days off. She does a womb cocoon. She'll message, I will not be online for three days, you know? And I think that's absolutely incredible. And I also know that not a lot of people can, you know, have, they're not able, especially, you know, women with children and things. What I would suggest is when you start your bleed, to the best of your ability, try to spend some time alone. So could you, you know, cancel your afternoon of meetings and go home and just be in bed? Can you, you know, get your husband or someone to pick up the kids from school so that you can, and I know that this sounds, a lot of people would probably be like, you know, this chick has no idea what she's talking about. The thing about it is I'm asking you to keep an open mind. I'm asking you to think about the possibilities. What would work for you? And I think above all, it's really trying to find a window of time within that first day of your bleed to spend some time alone. You know, ask your husband to take the kids out to dinner while you take a bubble bath, you know, like, mm -hmm. is there an opportunity that you have to be alone? And then do something for yourself that feels nourishing, do or do nothing, lay in bed, do nothing. So it's not necessarily a practice. And I don't know if you want more tangibles because we can go into maybe more, but I think that it comes down to making the commitment. It's a mental, right? Commitment of saying on my next bleed, the first day of my bleed, I'm going to try to clear my schedule, take a few hours to myself, uh, you know, shut the blinds, turn off the phone, like go inward and just be alone and do nothing. Yeah. No, I think that's such an important point. So number one, um, next bleed, have the time for yourself, take it off, cancel mm -hmm. your appointments just for the afternoon, do something just for yourself, mm -hmm. allow yourself to, mm -hmm. to lie down. Mm -hmm. Number two, I think it's important to mention that goes back to getting to know your needs. Like yeah. what? during that time or any time, but really during that time, what do you need? 
because a lot of women come to me with a lot of concerns around their hormones or as they age and they get older, yeah. um, you know, their, their um, bleeding becomes too heavy or it disappears. Yeah. And so um, all of that goes, as you were explaining, to go back to your point, it goes to how much you're doing, how much you are taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Imagine like if you're filling up your cup, it can fill, fill up, fill up, fill up until it overflows. Your cup is full and everybody else benefits from that. Because yeah. guess what? Like your kids don't want to see the the bottom lack energy of you. They want to mm-hmm. see whole of you, yeah. all of you, your wholeness. They want to see your light. And in fact... I, what I have found out is that your entire family mirrors you and yes. your emotions and how mm-hmm. you feel, mm-hmm. who you are. They mm-hmm. mirror who you are. Children are so intelligent. And even like some men, like if it's a good man that is in tune with you, they mirror you. Yes. And so how are you showing up for your family if you're always tired and you lack energy and you, you know, you just want them look at how much I'm giving you. So just be grateful. But that's not, that's great. But what they feel is how you feel. Yeah. And so a thousand is so beautiful. And it's so important. And so as women, it's not our duty to do for everyone. It's our, our duty to be the example to be the energetic example for our family. It's not about the doing, because I think that's the other piece here is that women, we feel like we have to do all of these things. We have to give everything to our kids and do everything for our kids. And everybody who asks for something, we have to do it and show up. But it's not about the doing. It's about what people feel when they're in your presence. You're giving through just your energetic presence. And if you are depleted, that energetic presence is going to feel very different than if you have taken care of yourself and you're in your full radiance. Yeah, no, thank you for mentioning that. And it's like, that reminds me of the concept of codependency because I work with that a lot and it's a part of the course that I teach. But because in a way, as as long as you can, we can remember as little girls, we've been told, mm. be nice, take care yeah. of your sister, take care of your brother. You know, nobody has taught us to or said, okay, did you take care of yourself today? Like, did you, you know, what did you do for yourself today? So, um, so that kind of manifests later on in life as us not even seeing ourselves. We're like invisible and we're just taking care of everybody else. And then it gets to a point where we get really resentful. If you give all of yourself and they feel your energy, so they're, they're lacking energy because you're Mm -hmm. lacking energy. They can't be full, fully alive and full of light themselves because you're not fully alive and light yourself. Then you, it comes to a point where you get resentful. You're like, why can't you see all the stuff I'm doing for you? Yeah. You know, yeah. so um, and we that that energy also, that's what breaks up uh, relationships and marriages and families because it's very simple. It's like the baseline hasn't been fed. Yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> well, and the piece of that, the resentfulness, I love that you said that because 
we so much think that we, you know, when we become resentful, it's about the other person, but it's not be when we become resentful, it's not about the other person taking, it's about you over giving. It's about you having no boundaries. It's about you not being able to say no and know what you need for yourself. That's what being you, us being resentful. We often think is about the other person, but it's not, it's about ourselves. And so, so yeah, I love that you brought that piece up because, um, that's some tough medicine for some people, <laughs> you know what I mean? To have that realization. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, and I just want to mention that this is just for healthy relationships. Like if you're in an abusive relationship, oh, yeah. that would be so different. Yeah. Um, so I love this conversation and we could talk forever. Um, but I just want to bring some points for everyone who's listening. So we talked about slowing down, giving ourselves permission to pause, to surrender, to do self-care, whatever that is, that means for you and really get to know who you are and don't be afraid to get support and get help. Like I know that the times of my life where I had a coach or I had, I worked with um, my teacher who's an Ayurvedic doctor and a Chinese medicine doctor, but he basically coached me through life. And I, I just, it's, the changes in my life that happened in one year could have yeah. taken me 20 years to figure out on my own. So you're not supposed to do things on your own. Do get help, reach out and, and invest in yourself. That's another yeah. thing, you know, like I feel like we can do another episode on yes. how women don't <laughs> invest in themselves. Yes. <laughs> invest in yourself. You deserve it. What is the value of you understanding who you truly are and untangling all these, mm, you know, yeah. um, layers of stuff that the society and upbringing has put inside of you so that you can shine your light so that you can see your spirit. You can see why you're here. You can find out what your dharma is mm. in this world. Like yeah. what is a value? You can't put a price on that. And yeah. so know that you deserve it, invest in yourself, take mm -hmm. the pause, get the help. Yeah. And also Ayurvedically speaking, if you are kind of experiencing a lot of trouble during or right before your bleeding time, maybe you really crave junk food or you're exhausted, your skin breaks out, moodiness, you get bloated, bloated and puffy, these are all um, signs of kapha dosha being out of balance. And so when kapha dosha is out of balance, it means that our lymphatic system is out of balance. And ayurvedically, what I would recommend is not during the bleeding time, but outside of that, every day doing some kind of movement to move mm. the lymphatic system because the lymphatic system is the only system of the body that does not have mm. a pump. Mm -hmm. And so you really need to intentionally move your body mindfully so that when it comes to that time, then you can really relax and you're going to mm -hmm. see a lot of those symptoms go away. And things like I mentioned, Brahmi tea and Tulsi tea, these are just uh, Ayurvedic herbs that are really, really valuable mm -hmm. for the lymphatic system and calming down the nerves so that you can just really relax. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the one last thing I want to say, Pras, is, is as you were talking, it came to me, the bleed time of our month, we're bleed, we're literally bleeding like from our inside. And this is the only time in 
our lives that we're bleeding and it's not considered like a traumatic, like wounding, right? Like any other time somebody is bleeding, it's like an emergent situation, right? Like what do you do when you see someone bleeding? You get the medical attention. As women, we go through a bleed every single month and it's not even, we don't even think twice about it. We don't talk about it. It's just this thing that we're expected to just keep going. And so if you actually wrap your head around the fact that you're literally shedding the inside of your uterus, Mm -hmm. you deserve to take some rest. You deserve to kick back and put your legs up. Like it is just not, it's not, it's, it's actually unnatural for us to keep going like we do. Because in certain other traditions, like you said, and, and, and even in back way back in the day, we would have the red tent where women would go out and bleed together and they, they, they wouldn't, you know, cook that week. They would be taken care of. Mm-hmm. And so it's up to us. No one else is going to give us that permission to start to do things differently. And the one thing I wanted to say is if all of this feels kind of strange or like it's just completely out there, I would really invite you to start having conversations with your girlfriends start talking about hey I heard this conversation because you would be surprised there's there's more consciousness coming to this and I call it conscious bleeding um, whereas we decide we make the conscious choice to say in my bleed I'm going to turn off my phone you know not see people take a rest whatever whatever But the more we start collectively talking about it, the more we're going to reclaim it as a normal thing to do. And that's how we're going to start to change the patterning that we have been uh, living in. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's such an important point, honoring our feminine, honoring Mm -hmm. our feminine. I think that somewhere along the way, feminism became like it went all the way the other side yeah. and feminism sometimes it's like oh worse we can do everything the guys can do yeah. no we can't no yeah. we can't and we shouldn't be we are different we are yeah. built differently yeah. it doesn't mean we're less we have different powers and yeah. so really seeing those mm-hmm. powers really seeing that you are shakti shakti is the mm-hmm. energy of the feminine it's like you can create, you literally can create yeah. another human being inside of you. You can, you can really manifest that feminine energy in areas of your life that no, you know, man can do. And, th- and then they have their own place. And yeah. so, um, so yeah, starting to celebrate a real feminine energy or Shakti, not what we think we should have been or, any more we do, then we're more powerful. It's not like that. The power of a feminine is actually in the yin. You know, the yang is go, go, go and do, do, do. And the yin is, it's just, it's actually it's stronger than the yang in a way, but it's a different form of energy. Mm, yeah, beautiful. Yes. Okay, well, thank you so much, Stephanie. So such an honor. And I'm looking forward to having more conversations with you in the future. Thank you so much. Really and if um, anyone wants to work with you, I'm going to put all the link and everything below this po- podcast so they can all find right. you. Thank you, Chris. All thank right. you. Ciao. Ciao. If you enjoyed what you heard, please go ahead and subscribe share with anyone that you think might benefit from the contents of this podcast and 
In case that you're ready to embark on a personalized program with myself, together we can create a roadmap through a unique 12 pillar program that I have created from 20 years of experience. Um, for self-empowerment, understanding of childhood emotions, samskaras, and total well-being. I have created this program for women like you who really want to go to their next level and are willing to do the work. To find out more, go ahead and click below on the link to book a free 30-minute call with me and I can show you what the program is all about. I'll see you then.